question. Hypothetically, if you tell a lot of stories about this isn't you, but just if somebody did uh, doing mushrooms on the weekend and like not knowing the doses, <laughs> it's not you. It's not you, Jamie. <laughs> Guys, it's somebody else. It's a different person on podcast. I'm just saying, listen, there. Just watch out for them cordyceps. It might sneak in there, and then maybe. The Why guy would you take something that is the villain of a prestige HBO show and be like, "This is chill"? Hello and welcome to episode number four ninety five of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy, and I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these prestigious pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're on Twitter at podcastpod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking the Oscars 5, 10, and 20. But before we do that, guys, our free weekly newsletter note for the audio is up and running. Someone said they thought it was called Not for the Audio. And that also applies, technically. Where So, note for the audio, our newsletter is where information meets entertainment. You get all the behind-the-scenes tea. You hear from Knox, me, and the rest of the staff about all the internet goodness that does not fit in our episodes. Plus, we are sharing three upcoming events in the life of the podcast, one in April and two in September. Newsletter subscribers will get dibs before the Wednesday listeners. So, being signed up is great. Almost 20,000 people are subscribed. And almost 70% of you open every email. Hey, could the other 30%, you you open them. Well, guys, okay? we like nice, nice round numbers. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So again, you can go to knoxandjamie.com slash newsletter or click the link in Indy's fantastic show notes and you can sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Jamie. Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of the years. Uh, the 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 Oscars five ten twenty. I like. You know, I don't really like talking about the current Oscars. Right. I've got a lot of money in the balance, and I feel like it's not going to go my way. So it's best. So to how talk many about the present. how many bets have you made? Like how many bets? About four or five. You know, okay. and as soon okay. as I put the money down, everything started trending in the wrong way. So oh, no. you know. That's okay, but I'm not going to talk about the future. We're here. To talk, we're actually here to talk about the past. Yes, and I right. like it because you know so many of these award shows we designate a winner, and then we don't ever really think about it again. But I like you know just like we do with our predictions episodes. I think accountability is good. I like to relitigate things, so I think it's going to be a fascinating deep dive into you know th- three different sets of Oscars, two of which I'd argue are really interesting. Yeah, uh, and one you set off air 
was very much not interesting, and I think I concur with you. That's right. So for just for context, the Oscars are this Sunday, March 12th. Indy on our team, she has created a fantastic Oscars guide for this year's event. You can just go in the link in the show notes or head to knoxandjamie.com slash Oscars to snag yours. If you take a picture of your Oscar ballot and email it to hello at knoxandjamie.com by end of day on Saturday, March 11th, the person with the most correct answers will win a prize. And we'll actually choose five more po- folks just randomly to also win if you submit your ballot. Uh, the Oscars are on ABC. They start at 8 p.m. Eastern. They're on ABC if you have uh, YouTube TV or Hulu Live or Fubo Live, mm. <laughs> right? Um, I'm going to live tweet at Jamie B. Golden. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter over there and uh, watch me be very judgmental of mm. what people are wearing and then have to fend off all of the haters on Twitter who are like, don't talk about a woman's dress. No, I will. I will yeah. actually talk about a woman's dress. It's the dress. job, baby. I That's don't what know I'm what doing. to tell you. Yeah. But I do have a question. Aaron, as far as movies go, and since we're going to dig into the past, just really quick on the present. Of the Best Picture nominees this year, how many do you think you've seen? I would occasion zero. Zero. I actually think it's higher than that. Knox, would you like to guess how many she's seen? Well, I was going to say I was going to say I the think over she's under. Seen one. I was going to set it at one and a half. Okay. And I feel good about one, but I feel like there's got to be one. There's got to be a stray one in there, right? There's got to be. Okay, so let's walk through it. You ready? Yes or you'll just, yes or no? Yeah. Tar. No. You should, Aaron. It's very good. It's Um, the young pope of our age. Hey, (laughs) by the way, I finally finally finished Tar. You're right. It is actually very good. The ending was like really good. good. I thought thought the movie was one thing and it was completely a different other thing. Okay. Elvis. No. Um, Avatar. That's the, one, that's the one I saw. I, I thought. She oh, saw you thought one. it was all. Avatar: Colon the Way of Water. No. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. No. The Fablemans. No. Triangle of Sadness. Absolutely not. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Doesn't even know what it is. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. No. <laughs> Hold on, Let me, Aaron. Can I pitch you on Banshees of Inisherin? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you interested in discolored peepees? <laughs> Not, no, no, no. no. That, uh, it feels like you're on the fence, yeah. so just get back to me. Okay, okay. To me. All right. Uh, women talking. No. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. No. Oh, no. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good that's one. That's such a good one. I, 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 well, to you, be fair, I watched part of it while Ben was watching it on the plane on yeah. our way to Relics and Ravioli. Uh, but you watched only the visuals, not any of the audio. Yeah, and I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> I, that is kind of a lost art. That's kind of fun. Like, especially with that one, when you see a lady with hot dog fingers, you get to yeah, imagine the like, dialogue. What's, going be like, on? Hmm, what's this oh, about? What's going on? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I saw Bullet Train. God, I like so, that you just God. equated those and were like, hey, was it I mean, Brad Pitt or was it the guy from uh, uh, Indiana Jones? I don't remember. Isn't a bullet train everything everywhere all at once? Isn't that the point of a bullet train? So I think that's a fair. That's Thank a fair you, Knox. Look at him Thank showing you. up for you. And then the Thank final, you. which I think you have seen, Top Gun, Colin Maverick. I didn't see it. Gosh. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Literally y'all. everybody listening saw Top Gun but Aaron. I've heard it's good. <laughs> I've heard it's good. Put it on a poster. <laughs> What do you think Miles Teller was doing in Top Gun Maverick? Uh, was he playing the drums like he did in that one no. movie? <laughs> what movie was that? Uh, beat it. Uh, beat it. Uh, beat it, Whiplash. That? Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs> did is. you watch that movie? No. God. <laughs> 
Again, guys, if you were wondering, do we worry that Aaron's going to try to steal our job? We do not worry about that. We is it important to watch movies? Them. I'm wondering. I don't okay. know that it is. Aaron's proving it might Aaron not be. Aaron has a beautiful life without movies. That's right. I do. That's wow. Sad. Wow. The I watched offer. a Pokemon movie this weekend. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Great. Just okay, pretty good. sick. Scale one to ten. Yeah. You, yeah. Just yeah? sick. No, I'm sorry. It was not Pokemon. It was Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are I'm different sorry. again. Those I'm are sorry. different. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, well. the old Sonic Pokemon switcheroo <laughs> happens a lot. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Don't worry about that, Aaron. Um, okay, so let's get to uh, some of these historical uh, Oscars, Jamie. And again, this is our way of uh, rewinding through, reconsidering some of these performances. Let's start. We'll go uh, uh, five years out, and these were the 90th Oscars. And I just want to say credit to me because these Oscars are about a year before, but they exist in a different year. So it that's is right. so hard. For, I. I like a triple check because I'm afraid I'm putting in the wrong Oscars. No, that's right. So these Oscars occurred in 2018, but they were about movies that came out in 2017. Now, just as a refresher, guys, I don't know if you remember 2017, we had a solar eclipse. We had oh, Hurricane. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that we was did. fun. <laughs> See, we had Hurricanes Irma, Harvey, and Maria. Not fun. Uh, that's when the Harvey Weinstein allegations came out yeah. uh, via Wait, Ronan Farrow so and the New York Times. We had the Harvey Weinstein allegations and a Harvey hurricane in the same year. Yeah, that, did we talk about that? Like, were people no, talking about that? I'm sure they were. They should have we missed opportunity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Harry and Meghan got engaged in 2017. Wow. Okay. And then the most iconic moment in 2017 in pop culture was, of course, when Kendall Jenner solved racism with her Pepsi commercial. God, who would who can forget? You know, it was such a great time to be alive. <laughs> it's so good. So the 90th Oscars, Jimmy Kimmel hosted. For the second consecutive year, he's actually our host this year in 2023. Yeah. Um, and there were 26 million viewers, uh, which was so was the fourth least watched Oscars in history, which 26 million people, that's a lot of people. But compared to even the other two that we're going to talk about, it is not a lot of people like, no. at all. Um, and this was the year, in terms of movies, this was Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Jumanji. Listen, every the top 10 highest grossing films in 2017 were all existing IP. There was nothing new. Nothing. Mm -hmm. You know? And so what did win at this Oscars? Well, The Shape of Water won four Oscars. Dunkirk won three. And then uh, two Oscars went to Blade Runner 2049, Coco, Darkest Hour, and the god-awful three billboards outside Ebbing, comma, Missouri. <laughs> So, um, Shape of Water, your, I would say your favorite film of all time? Yeah, sure. Honestly, uh, one of my, that, it's a tie between that and the artist of like, man, I'm really mad that this won. But, and I'm really yeah. mad that I had to watch this. No, it is maddening. And so, this year, The Shape of Water won. Guillermo del Toro won for directing The Shape of Water. Uh, Gary Oldman won for playing Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. Francis McDormand, where we really kind of got a McDormand sauce. Yeah, we did. For three billboards outside Ebbing, and then Sam Rockwell won for the same movie, and then Alice and Janie won for I, Tanya. And kind of the iconic was Jordan Peele won for Get Out, which was such a magical moment. And then uh, James Ivory won for the adapted screenplay of Call Me By Your Name. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I think, um, you know, when... When looking at these Oscars, I did. Sometimes you get a theme, you know, within the year, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes it's just yeah, a mass of movies and stories and characters. I thought this year I was interested to try to find a theme because, you know, um, when you're looking at the movies, obviously there's some cultural um, motivations when when these these movies are being written and made and produced, and you can't not look at this and think there is some uh, 2016 election. 
um, motivations here, oh, you know, yeah, informing for sure. some of these movies. Yeah. And I think you can really, this year, uh, more than the other two we'll talk about, you can really get a sense of the idea of choice. You know, if we have it, if we do have it, what we do with it. And I think obviously choices are a big part of storytelling regardless, but the movies, especially like the best picture nominations and a lot of the uh, uh, individual uh, performance nominations are all seemingly revolving around choices, big and small. You've got Get Out, like you mentioned, it's about trust versus suspicion. Lady Bird is about choice, uh, is the choice about finding yourself versus like rejecting your family and your home. Three Billboards is about choosing whether or not you'll say like a bad movie is a good movie, even though it's a bad movie, you know? Like, honestly, I, I, I think credit to us, we were on Three Billboards Sucks and we were on Power yeah. of the Slog Sucks. And we never wavered. We, we never, never wavered. On wavered. Those we stand by you that to this mean? day that those movies were awful. That's right. That's right. So you you talked about what won, what should have won. Um, I think for me, when I looked at this, you know, obviously Shape of Water is one of the to me one of the most egregious winners in recent memory. <laughs> right. Um, I, I mean that. I really can't. You could talk to me about the artist, and I think that was our last episode. But I don't feel like there was as much there to supplant the artist. But Shape of Water, to me, you've got. Uh, Get Out and Lady Bird. Yes. Two generational movies from generational filmmakers. Yes. And they, I don't think they were ever even, they were nominated and that was like, that was the extent of it. It's like, congratulations, you're nominated. You will not be con- seriously considered. Um, so I, you could have either one of those for me. I think, man, I think for me, my my personal choice is Get Out because I feel like that's almost a flawless movie. But I do think the horror aspect is just a bridge too far for a lot of people. So I would uh, I would say Lady Bird. I want Lady Bird to win Best Picture. How would you reassess it? So those are the two. Like when you look at this long list of movies that were included, I mean, like the fact that the, this list of 10 includes The Post about the Washington Post. I had to read a summary. I was like, what's The Post? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then I would argue maybe the worst film ever made by uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread. That's that's correct. That is correct. That's right. So this is a weird list to have such bad films on with two films, like you said, Get Out and Lady Bird. To me, Lady Bird and Lady Bird was famously shut out of the Oscars. It was nominated mm-hmm. for five. It did not win any. Yeah. This was a perfect opportunity for this dumb organization to go, hey, we instead of just raising awareness, because you have to remember, guys, this would have been the times out. Oscars, like mm, where everybody, because yep. the allegations have come out and they were like, you guys, we're going to talk about representation and diversity and inclusion here. And what I love is that they're like, we're going to bring awareness, but we will not recognize any women yeah. or give them awards other than if it ends with actress, you know, like, and so to me, this was a perfect opportunity where Lady Bird could have won best film. I would have said either Jordan Peele or Greta Gerwig should have won best director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough because sometimes when you have like certain moments where like this would be a great opportunity to do this thing to push the cultural conversation forward, and then sometimes you just don't have the performances or the movies or whatever to to pull the trigger on. You know, like you can't be like, I don't know, that performance just wasn't good enough to me. Lady Bird is. I think it lacks the veneer of prestige, which more and more feels like it it feels like we are um, segmenting so much between like this is a movie that is uh, exists to make money. And this is a movie that exists to look like it should win an Oscar, you know, and there's oh, not yeah. a lot in between right now. And Lady Bird was the perfect and Get Out, too. They're perfect because they appeal to Mass America. But there's also something prestigious and like uh, it's a high uh, execution of the art form there. I would. What would you say? How would you feel okay. if I told you that I was thinking about maybe best director, Chris Nolan? 
thoughts on that for Dunkirk? Well, I do think what it goes back to what you say all the time, which is the degree of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, directing a film like Dunkirk is wildly hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I do think Dunkirk is Christopher Nolan's of his long list. It only, right, it's to me, I would only put it above Tenet. I would mm. put every other movie he's made ahead of Dunkirk. So to me, wow. giving it to him would be a, uh, you know, you talk a lot about that. Sometimes these Oscars are make goods for where yeah. we failed. Obviously, right. And obviously, I think Guillermo del Toro, it's Pan's Labyrinth, right? Sure. Like, yeah. that's what he should have won for and not this. But it was like The Shape of Water just, everybody was just like into fish sex and like were misled. But for me, I think Christopher Nolan, if he makes a movie, it should be worthy of an Oscar nomination, sometimes of an Oscar win, not every time. Yeah. But like, because to me, it's it's Inception or Batman are his best films that he should win Best Director for. Yeah, I think, yeah. So we're doing Make Good. I, I, weirdly, I, I worry that he's getting more and more avant-garde and less like uh, super commercially appealing. Do you think the Guillermo del Toro, they were like, look, we had like eyeballs in the palms. Now we're having fish sex. We got to give this guy an Oscar. He's not going to quit. I don't know what he's going to come up with next. Yeah. It's going to get weirder yeah, and they, weirder. They wanted him to go back to Pinocchio and they're like, he won't make Pinocchio if we don't do this. <laughs> Yeah, really there's going to be a dong on that kid's face if we don't do something about it right now. Right. Let's give him yeah. an Oscar. Uh, supporting actor, I was pretty good with Rockwell. I didn't like the movie. I liked his performance, and I like him as an actor. Supporting actress, I was kind of uh, eyeballing Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. You know? oh, this I, was this was a, a, a ridiculous Sophie's choice between the two of them. Yeah, like, see, the, the, what I had, why I had Laurie Metcalf, was, uh, her performance was rooted in something – recognizable. Yes. Whereas Alice and Janie's got the advantage of cartoonishness, you know, right. because of Itania and like yes. what you get to do with that. So I, I was more impressed with Lori Metcalf's, I would say. That's fair. I, to me, I liked Alice and Janie because even though it's rooted in that cartoonish, that was a real woman who did true. really behave that way. That's so true. that's tough too, you know. Well, let's talk about the, the Zach versus Slater of these Oscars <laughs> and it's the animated category. It's Boss Baby versus Coco. This is a knockdown drag out, Jamie. Oh my gosh. The two Titans. The Boss Baby can forever say Oscar nominated Boss Baby. Yeah. And you know what? It deserved it. Boss Baby 2, not so much. But listen, that list is so bad. Like the feature film. It's Boss Baby, the breadwinner. What? What? And I know, listen, somebody's listening that's like, oh, I freaking ride or die for the breadwinner. <laughs> My kids watch it every week. Um, but Ferdinand, which I liked Ferdinand, to be fair. And then Loving Vincent. What? Yeah. I don't even know what that's about. I, what man. are y'all talking about? And I was in those streets. I don't even know what you're talking about, man. That's crazy. But obviously Coco gets a slight uh, there, uh, a slight win there. Um, I, let me throw this at you. I had like, okay. um, I want to do like punk rock best picture. Okay. Because obviously okay. we got the establishment and we got to deal with like the cards were dealt of like Lori Metcalf or Alice and Jane or whatever. But I want to bring to you the punk rock alt best picture nominees. Okay. okay? I'm ready. So I've got Logan. That was this year. We've got Coco. We got Logan Lucky. We got Good Time. We got Baby D, which is also no, Baby Driver, but I like to call it Baby D because some people are weird, but I just think that's a cool name. Uh, the Greatest Showman, Last Jedi, The Big Sick. Oh, I like all of those. It's a good group of movies, Jamie. I like that group more than the other one. I do actually like that group a lot. It, and and uh, The Big Sick, was The Big Sick nominated for Best? No, it was not. No, I see. I thought like Kamel uh, uh, should have been nominated. Emily Gordon should have been nominated. Like, it kind of got shut. It was in that indie small Kind of pick the kind of oh, movie. It, oh, the big six did get nominated for best screenplay. It just lost sure. to Jordan Peele. But I agree with you. I like that film. I like I like all of those except I mean, honestly, obviously Baby even, D, not Baby D. You don't no. like Baby D. You don't no. like the Kevin I mean, Spacey. I liked it, but it's not. You're putting it up with other 
movies that are much better. But they did like uh, John Hamm as a dirtbag, which I really like. John Hamm as a dirtbag. I, thought I that was love fun. John Hamm as a dirtbag. But like, I, if I had to pick between those, Logan Lucky, Logan, which a lot of Logans that year, uh, Coco, Good Time. That's the Safdie brothers and Robert Pattinson. That's that's the movie that got Robert Pattinson back on the map. Uh, Greatest Showman, Baby D. I would say. It's either it's one of the Logans. It's Logan or Logan Lucky. I thought those were. Really I would say solid that movies. to you. I thought Logan was fantastic. I thought even Hugh Jackman in Logan was so yeah. fantastic. And I would also put up. I would add in the Florida Project. Willem Dafoe did get nominated for an Oscar for his role, but like yes. there was no other accolade for the film. And I really loved that film. It's a it's but. a good movie. It's not a fun movie, but it's a no, good movie. No, it's a depressing movie. Yeah. But even like the all best picture uh, uh, superhero classification. That's yeah. Spider Man Homecoming. That's Thor Ragnarok. That's Guardians uh, the Galaxy Two. And I guess you could put Logan in there as well. Wonder Woman. That's, oh, and Wonder Woman. I forgot yeah, about Wonder yeah, yeah. Woman. Yeah. I mean, it's not. As, I don't think it's as strong as a movie. But like, this is a this is a, the real prestige sweet spot of uh, superhero IP. I think you know. No, I agree because Thor Ragnarok and Spider Man Homecoming. It would be hard for me to choose between those two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a Sophie's choice. Okay, uh, what age is the worst out of these Oscars? Listen, there's a few things in this year that were odd. So most of them were about the Me Too movement because it was all fresh. And so people had to be like hyper aware, which meant there were actually people who could no longer come to this Oscars, which is first of all, Casey Affleck. So the tradition is at the Oscars that the previous year's best actor winner, which he was for Manchester by the Sea, they give out the best actress award. Well, he was like, um, since I am still facing sexual harassment accusations, yeah. I am not going to attend the ceremony. And so he that that was like the first time in like 30 years that it had not followed suit. Now, he has appeared, by the way, Casey Affleck, not aged well for, since then, because he's appeared in six movies since 2017. Can you name one of them? Oh, man, I am not able to do that at this time. No, you are not. Remember, he was in that ghost movie with Rudy Mara. Oh, Ghost Story. That's right. That's, that was actually a good movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. And then he was, he's been in, uh, since then, The Old Man and the Gun. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. Light of My Life, where okay. he just plays something called Dad. Great. Um, and then Our Friend, which is that one with uh, Jason Siegel and Dakota Johnson, where it's based on an Esquire article about... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, cancer, yeah. cancer diagnosis. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, The World to Come, which is Catherine Waterson, Vanessa Kirby. And then he's in Every Breath You Take. Again, uh, Michelle Monaghan and Sam Claflin, two of your favorites. Yeah, and big fans of both of their work. Man, now, I just, I, do you think there's any chance that this year's Oscars is like, hey, you know what we need? We need to make good. And we need Casey Affleck and Will Smith to come out. And present together. Uh, can you, know? you imagine? Can just get it out of the way. One fell swoop. Get it out of the way. Listen, I will say he is on the cast list for Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan film that comes out in July. Yeah. But he's so far down yeah. that I'm like, is he just on a poster? And they felt like they had to include his name? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in that There's movie. a lot of people in that film. Okay. And then the other one, which does not age well, and I feel like we've finally gotten past this, that we can actually talk about it. Because for so long, we were not allowed to talk about it. And that is that Kobe Bryant won an Oscar for Best Ooh. Animated Short Film. Yeah. Which, when Me Too is at the height of everyone's... Because everybody was like, hey, remember how he... The sexual assault that he settled yeah. out of court? That's right. Does anybody remember that? And it yeah. felt like no one remembered it, and then he died, so no one could talk about it. Like, you yeah, weren't you allowed to talk about it. definitely don't talk about it now. But if you go back and read those details, it's not like a, well, we don't know what happened. No, we do. We do. And no, it's bad. we do. It's this bad. is not, it's not one of those where, like, he was, I always, I always use Aziz Ansari as my yeah. example of, like, someone who got a hit piece written about him. That's right. About him maybe not being good at dating, which, if you just watch any of his work, 
you know that. You know he's not good at dating. Yeah. Like, you just know it. Yeah. And so that's – I always use the example of, like, it wasn't like that. It was just read just read every report. Read Man, the police report. And you would you know, be like, whoa. I've There's, like, at least once a week I think of his character in Funny People. It's Randy. Oh, but it's, yeah, like, yeah, Randy yeah. with seven A's. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, I just – I could have used like 25% more of that in my life. You know, I don't know what That's capacity, right. but I just really like that guy. Really That's like right. character. So let's talk about notable successes or snubs in other categories. This is this was a fascinating year because I uh, this is the year I saw Mother Exclamation Point and oh I fell in love gosh. with Mother you Exclamation Point. You read hard Point. for it. You read hard it's a, for it. It's a good it. movie. And I feel like if now without the context of outrage um, or people at the movie theater, when you buy the ticket, they say, you know, a baby gets eaten in this, you know, cause that's like, that's unfairly prejudicing me, you know? So like, you're just predisposing me to not you're like assuming that I don't want that to happen. Maybe that's why I'm here, my guy. So let me live a little bit. Yeah. It's a weird part. I will grant you that, but it's a good movie. It's a real good movie. This was also the, I think going into this year, most people were like, you know, what's going to just really do some hunting this year, Uh-oh. the circle. Tom Hanks, God, Hermione. What a and that, garbage that just film. didn't go. The what book's a good. good. Book. The book is so yeah. good. The what movie a horrible just... adaptation. Yeah. And that's one of those movies where I, like, I walked out of it and I was just like, I don't know why that sucked, but that sucked. It sucked bad. It sucked big time and bad. And that's an accomplishment to not be so clear on why you sucked, you know? That's, you know, and a, a success in this year, a success that happened in this, uh, particularly in the ceremony. Do you remember that this is the Oscars where uh, from the top, Jimmy Kimmel kept sa- telling people whoever had the shortest acceptance speech would get a jet ski at the end. <laughs> and then at the end, the guy that won for costume design... He even said in his speech, I want that jet ski <laughs> and left and he ended up winning it. And it, he and uh, Helen Mirren rode off on a jet ski together. <laughs> Good for him. Cause jet skis are rad. Rad are man. dope. Are you kidding? Motorcycles of the water, but you can go anywhere. It's good stuff. That's okay? right. No, they're very Justice good. Justice for jet skis. Um, so we talked about Camille for the big sick. I thought, okay, this isn't going to be fun. This isn't going to be cool. I'm just going to say this objectively. Uh oh. Understanding that this person does suck. I thought James Franco for The Disaster Artist, I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was really, it, it was, was good. And I, he sucks as a person. Yes, he does. But it was a really good the performance. The problem is all of his stuff came out before that movie came That's out. Right. That's and right. And so it wasn't like with Kobe Bryant where he had enough distance from him. Yeah. And people were like, oh, I forgot about that. He was gross. Yeah. I forgot. You know, and now he's a girl dad. So he's you're not allowed to say he's gross. But the weird part is his accusations – that were founded, that were all founded. It it it, it ruined because sometimes these things ruin careers, and you're like, and we don't miss you. Like yeah. nobody's sad that this has happened to you. But yeah. then sometimes you're like, God, why'd you have to be so gross? You're so talented. You could have been cool, and now you're yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I thought. Ah. I don't know where you stand on Molly's Game. I liked it. I can I see why it's not like a nominee. I loved Molly's Game, and it did okay. get nominated for adapted screenplay. Yeah, I just I thought the like I thought Jessica Ch- Chastain was good. Yes, I mean Idris Elba didn't have enough to do, but I like him anywhere. So I thought he was pretty but good. She in it. carried that film. She should yeah. have been nominated. Yeah, for an, uh, an award. I thought Tiffany Haddish for Girls Trip, Hong Chow for Downsizing. Those were two really good performances. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. see Hong Chow, like it's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize like that was her, and now I'm seeing Hong Chow everywhere now. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's been doing great work for a while now. Um, I thought this might be wild or spicy. Hugh Jackman should have been nominated for Logan and or The Greatest Showman. And that's a hill I'm prepared to die on. It's really good performances. Listen, you know, The Greatest Showman did win a couple of Oscars because of its technical, you know, in the technical side. And that was that like them singing This Is Me on that stage was so iconic. 
And it was just this beautiful, and Zendaya introducing them. It was so good. So I, yeah. and I see my, that's a, my parents freaking love that movie. Like my parents love The Greatest Showman. They it's love a great that movie. movie. That's the, that was the last time where I watched it and I was like, people are not going to, I enjoyed it, but people are not going to like this. So I'm going to go ahead and dunk on it too. And I remember people disagreeing with me and then watching it again and being like, why did I do that? I, I did like this movie, but I pretended like I didn't. And so that, that was the lesson I learned of like, yeah. that's the last time I'm going to be like, so like when I, when I say I like Red Notice, you know, I'm being truthful. I really do like Red yeah, Notice. Yeah, and I don't understand it, but I respect that you're being honest <laughs> yeah, about it. just yeah. an honesty about it. Um, I wanted to throw at you best chemistry from this year, best chemistry performances. <gasps> okay, let's okay? I wish that was an Oscar category. I think so too. I know Again, it's a I little think... MTV Music Awards, but we could use that. I know. Here. And I also think, you know, I stand by forever that there should be a best casting Oscar. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. That's such a great yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. Um, we got some really good ones in this in this category. Okay? okay, we have Daniel Kaluuya and Allison Williams in Get Out. It's oh, not it's so it's not great, but she does a good job of yeah, reeling no, him she in. Does. Okay, Thor and Valkyrie and Ragnarok. That's good. Oh, stuff. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver and Logan Lucky. It's good chemistry. It's really good chemistry. Uh, Sally Hawkins in that fish that she freaking has sex with in Shape of Fish sex. Listen, she sells me. On that, like, I feel the sexual tension. No one says no one said she didn't do a good job. She did a great job. Everyone just said, "Why did I watch her do a good job?" That <laughs> right. that was the problem right. there. And then Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron. It's obviously Hugh Jackman and Zac oh, Efron. Oh, it is Hugh Jackman and yeah. Zac Efron. Like, so much chemistry. That's the perfect example of chemistry with the person you're not technically supposed to have chemistry with, because <laughs> you both have other romantic interest in this film. Yeah, that scene where he carries Zac Efron out of the burning building is our generation's uh, Chris Isaac, uh, <laughs> like dry humping on a beach. You know. <laughs> It's just like, I'll never, never Wicked not see game. that again. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Uh, and then last, let's wrap the, these Oscars up with, um, uh, they, they don't, like you said, there needs to be a casting Oscar. Uh, there needs to be a best comedy Oscar. There's not. So we take it on our shoulders to do that. Yes. Um, I'm going to read you the nominees. Okay. okay. Best comedy. We, it's it's not great. I'm just going to tell you that. It's a oh, bad group. It's a tough okay? movie. Tough year for that. Uh, would you classify Jumanji as a com- uh, as a comedy? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Jumanji. But uh, Jumanji, Gar- Jumanji, the sequel, right? Is this Jumanji? Oh no, this is Welcome to the Jungle. This is. I the think first it one. is. I think yeah. it is. Um, uh, I know Robin Williams. Please don't. T- please don't on. DM me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Modern that, era. Come on. Yeah. Um, it, and to me, like I judge a comedy if it's barely a comedy, that's negative points for me. Okay? okay. You can't sneak up into this comedy category by barely being a comedy and win because you're prestigious or whatever. I need you to be funny. All right. So Jumanji, Guardians, those feel like sneak ins a little bit to me, you okay. know? Yeah. Uh, Snatched with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn, I oh, believe. No, absolutely not. It's not going to get a lot better, Jamie. So just prepare. Uh, Baywatch. Um, oh, no. Fist Fight. I don't even, I, honestly, I made this list like three hours ago. I don't even remember what that is, but I wrote it down, so I'm going to read it. Uh, the House with Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell. Um, no. Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect 3. Absolutely not even not. the good one. That's the worst of the pitches. And then lastly, Girls Trip. Oh, it's Girls Trip. It's, de- it's, definitely, no, it's definitely Girls, girls Trip. Thank God for Girls Trip. Thank or it God would have been for a Girls bad, Trip. Bad situation. That's a yeah. great film. That's a great film. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters. And hello. To dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even Penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am 
super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable. And I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chompstick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chompsticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code POPCAST at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash popcastpod.
Uh, all right, Jamie, that was five years ago. Let's go 10 years ago. Let's go to the 85th Oscars. Okay, so this is 2013, looking back at 2012 movies. Let's just do, again, I want to put you in the mood. What was happening in 2012? Guys, this is the year of Gangnam Style, where we all learned that dumb dance. Wow. Whitney Houston dies. Man, not fun. D- Disney bought Star Wars. Okay. Which, hello, that worked out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's good. That's good. Yeah. But we have Baby Yoda because of that. We do. Um, Will and Kate announced their first pregnancy with a future king that they don't mm. know that it's a future king. Uh, this is the year of the Hunger Games where all of us were obsessed with the Hunger Games. That's right. And my favorite pop culture moment of the entire year is Kristen Stewart caught on camera cheating on Robert Pattinson with an Ooh. old, ugly man. Oh, man. How many people said I volunteer's tribute in just an ironic way, you know, that year? A lot oh, of people. For sure. Now, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this Oscars, guys, this is where it gets dark. It was hosted by Seth uh, McFarlane, which I get why. This was an iconic year for him. Lots of things happened. Uh, Ted was one of the top 10 grossing films of that year. So I get why he was like a hot commodity. Um, and this Oscars of the three we're discussing today, it had the most viewers at 40 million. 40 million people watched this Oscars. <sighs> crazy but the movies this was the year of the avengers the dark knight rises the hunger games skyfall the twilight saga ended with breaking dawn part two of course and then the disney movie of the year was brave we got madagascar three um but what did win so <laughs> and then when i tell you what won the most oscars you're gonna be like did i see that and i think <laughs> most people did not see it and that is life of pi that's right it won four oscars god yeah. what a horrible film like yeah I stand by that too. I stand by that I fell asleep in that film and I was like, did I fall asleep during the good part? So I went and watched it again on streaming years later and I went, no, I didn't miss any, anything good. That's one where I feel like it got, I don't know why it got buoyed up, but it, it looks great. Looks great. But it, it it shouldn't win an Oscar, you know? And I feel like every year there's one of those uh, uh, fade into like oblivion movies where yes. the further you get away from it, you're like, what even is that? And I feel like Laugh of Pie is No, that was movie. it. And because because the other movies I would say that won Oscars, a lot of us have seen. So Argo won three Oscars, Les Mis won three, uh, Django Unchained won two, Lincoln won two, and Skyfall, the James Bond movie, uh, won two. So Argo won Best Picture. That was a big deal. That was a very big deal. Um, I've probably watched Argo. God, probably 10 times. I, I was going to ask if you've ever rewatched. I freaking love Argo. Like, I watched it on a plane coming back from Italy again. Wow. Was, you know why? Because somebody else was watching Argo. And I was like, oh, I need to watch Argo again. Yeah. <laughs> so I just freaking love Argo. Best director was, of course, Ang Lee for Life of Pi. Uh, Ang Lee, good? I don't know. Like as a person or like as no, a No, I think artist? probably a very lovely person that you would okay. not mind standing behind in a I was going to say, I have no idea. Line. I have no idea. We have no idea. Deals. But we get best actor is Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln. Best actress, Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook. As you recall, that is when she fell up the stairs yeah. in her uh, Dior dress. Best supporting actor, Krista Vatz for mm-hmm. Django Unchained. And then best supporting actress, Anne Hathaway. Best screenplay, Django Unchained. And best adapted screenplay, Argo. That's a solid uh, list. Minus that best picture. I mean, minus that best director. Minus that best director. Yeah. The, well, the best director, I, I feel like Ang Lee, he's, um, he's one of those people who is content to not let like the, the, the hoi polloi, like the Walmart people get his stuff. You know, he's like, <laughs> I don't need you guys to like it. I don't right. expect you to like it. I'm not making it for you. So when he wins best director, it means a little bit something different. So having, being that avid of an Argo fan. 
Are you like, yeah, it should stay the winner of these Oscars? Of this list? No. Because this, no. it's a tough list. This it is, is a, a tough, tough list. list. Because if we go through this list, which for, let me get out of the way the things I don't remember what they are, yeah. which is, it's just one. It's more. Yeah. He was also nominated for Best Director. That's the Oblivion movie of this list. Emmanuel like, Riva was nam- nominated for Best Actress in Amour. I, yeah. st- I could still not tell you what, it's, what it is. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, so good. Yep. Django Unchained, excellent. Yep. Les Mis. I hated it, but it's yeah. not It's not for me. I sure. get that, that it's not for me. Uh, the aforementioned Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and of course, Jamie's favorite movie of all time. Okay. Zero Dark Thirty. That's what, see, honestly, earlier I was setting you up for Spike, and you just watched the ball go up and then watched it hit the floor. So I was like, oh, is she off, is she, is she off ZD30? Um, would you replace Argo, Argo with, with Zero Dark Thirty? Because I remember, I remember the conversation around these Oscars, which was after Zero Dark Thirty came out, everyone was like, holy balls. That's an incredible movie. It's obviously going to win all the things. And then the conversation became about, like, should the U.S. torture people? And then it was like, ooh, A, they shouldn't. And B, we shouldn't reward Catherine Bigelow for depicting this, which is weird. It's which, a strange decision to make. Which is so dumb. This movie is so well made. Catherine Bigelow's choices that she makes in trying to tell this ridiculously long and huge story, I think are so good. Listen, what's his face with the monkey? I'm obsessed. <laughs> like, I just love his <laughs> Jason Clark yeah. with his monkeys. I just love him so much. But that's a re- you're telling a real story. Yeah. And I think movies that have conversations that come from that, like, no, and I don't think every movie has to have like this, let's talk about this. But I like the way she framed it because she does not frame it as like, this was absolutely necessary. We had no choice but to torture these people. Yeah, that's it would be like she framed it. Uh, dinging Spielberg for being like Schindler's List. Oh, there's a lot of Holocaust in there. And it's just tough to like reward. Yeah, there's that, a lot you know? of murder of young children. Like, well, I don't he know didn't about that. do that, guys. That's that's not his choice well, to that, do it. And it's such a dumb thing to not you give it Catherine Bigelow has already won an Oscar for yeah. being a great director for Hurt Locker. See, honestly, that's what it felt like. It felt like, well, she's got she's got her because Hurt Locker's happened before this. Like I don't know how many no, years. No, that's right. Before. No, yeah, for sure. But what I mean is, why not just nominate like God, how hard would it be to nominate a woman for the love of God? <laughs> like, that's uh, that's what I just don't understand because not only uh, should she be nominated, I feel like that's best picture. Um, I, I'm a, and I feel like we talked about this last time, and maybe I'm I'm saying something different than last time, but I'm okay with um, nominating like a director uh, to win and a different movie for best picture. I'm okay. I don't need those to be the same. And like in this oh, yeah. Oscars, Ben Affleck um, uh, does not get nominated for best director, but Argo wins best picture, which I feel like in retrospect, uh, Argo is just not up to par. With like Zero Dark Thirty or I would argue Lincoln. I feel like Lincoln's fine. I think Silver Lines Playbook. I feel like it's a good movie. It's a little bit messy. But to me, Zero Dark Thirty should have won Best Picture. And Catherine Bigelow wins. um, You could even talk me into Steven Spielberg winning for Lincoln. And I feel that is – Oh, yeah. That's worthy. Because obviously this was a great year for – like you said, like, okay, but you should win for Lincoln because you're so good. Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. is so iconic in that role. Yeah. But then also, yes, Jennifer Lawrence should have won for Silver Linings Playbook. Although, you know, of course, I think Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty is so good. I also think this is a very competitive category. Except it is. for you, Emmanuel Reba. Again, we do not know what a more is. Yeah. And, but Naomi Watts in The Impossible, that movie, which is about the tsunami, yeah. She is so iconic. Little baby Tom Holland. Well, Tommy that. Holland's in that. Yeah. Listen, that's such an iconic film and she carries that film. So that when I go back to like who carries the film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and like could you have replaced them? 
I like Jennifer. I think Jennifer Lawrence and Silver Lining's baby so good. Yeah. But like in my mind, I go, but Jessica Chastain carried that Zero Dark Thirty. She yeah. So it, it's it, again degree of difficulty, different, asking something different. So I'm okay with either of those people winning. Honestly, to me, I'm like, I want Bradley Cooper winning for Best Actor because I feel like that's his star making performance. That's what puts him on the map. And I'm I'm of over the Daniel Day over DD, DDL. I feel like DDL is doing like grouch. I, I, again, I, I ding points for imitations, right? Because that's you have right. this true. template that's of, that's fair. oh, I can watch, I can think, I can read. Whereas Bradley Cooper is creating this person out of nothing. And I feel like it's a really compelling performance. Do you think this is the year that Denzel Washington went, are y'all just nominating me because it's me? Listen, that performance is incredible. No, he's so good in flight. But like, it's funny, like he was in the last batch for Roman Israel Esquire. Yeah. And he's just in the I automatic. The, I do think sometimes it's like Meryl. They're like, you're you're playing a, a musician named Ricky. Let's yeah. go. You should okay. get an Oscar. You're for- in, I guess. <laughs> and it, but like uh, flight, I urge people to rewatch it or watch it for the first time. It is not a fun movie. It no. is not a fun performance. No. Uh, it's an incredible performance, though, because he has to be hammered the entire time. Um, yeah. Best uh, supporting. I think Christoph Waltz is good. Oh, yes. Best supporting. I'm not again. I'm not Les Mis. That's not my deal. But um, uh, you could make a case for me for Amy Adams as the master because I think she's electric in that. Um, but I understand Anne Hathaway. I well. would argue she did a lot more Anne Hathaway basically just was like I look frail yeah and now I look frail with less hair yeah. and I'm gonna sing this song and the camera's tight and I think people just were like look how brave she is by cutting her hair I do think this was the year that like if you cut your hair it was like wow how brave of a woman to cut her hair see and it might be the same thing with Guillermo <laughs> del Toro of yeah. like we've got to give her one because she's getting so thirsty and working so hard that she might hurt herself. Like she might do something crazy next performance if she oh, doesn't like, get an Oscar. Oh, Anne, ha- Anne Hathaway. Yeah, let's just yeah, give her yeah. one and just get it over with. No, that's fair. Uh, best animated, Wreck-It Ralph to me is best picture of uh, this Listen, these Oscars. I think looking back now, at the time people were like, uh, what? There's not a princess? Well, yeah. well, there kind of is. There kind of is a princess. Yeah. Like she's important. But I love that movie. Wreck-It Ralph. It's Ralph very is clever. Like a funny movie. Yeah, it's very, very clever. clever. Uh, Alt best punk rock picture. Okay, so we have our established movies, the fancy pants. You got D.D. Lewis doing D.D. Lewis things. That's not these movies. Okay, so uh, you mentioned Flight. I'm going to put Flight here. Uh, I'm going to put Looper. Oh, I love Looper. Chronicle. I love Chronicle. No one talks about Chronicle. I forgot about Chronicle. Uh, I'm going to put Magic Mike on here. You dang right I'm putting Magic Mike on here. Okay. Listen, Magic Mike, they used him a lot in the ceremony because he, wait, Channing Tatum. Sure, of course. He's very delightful. But I bet there was a lot of regret that that movie didn't get more prestige than it should. And I get it, why, because it is what it is. And sometimes topicality um, and execution just will not be recognized, you know? So male strippers, it's just not going to get a lot of love, and no one's going to feel bad for that. But I understand it. Uh, the Master. I think The Master should have been nominated. Oh, I really I enjoyed agree. The Master. I, I know agree. people are – like uh, when you start a movie off with Joaquin Phoenix cranking it into the ocean – that's tough. You know, it's not a fun deal, um, no. but I, th- I think it's a good movie. Yeah. So uh, out of those, Flight, Looper, Magic Mike, The Master, Chronicle. Uh, and let me, I'm going to toss in Tim Tebow on a mission. Tim Tebow on a mission. Okay. That was a good Thank movie. For, no colon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, make it, I wouldn't want to make a decision without that. I know. Colon. I know. I feel like you needed to hear that one. I I, and again, this Tim Tebow, no colon, just Tim Tebow on a mission. Full sentence title. You don't see those a lot anymore, Listen, Jamie. you know what? I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to give it to Magic Mike, and here's why. I'm going to give it to Magic Mike because that movie was excellent, first of all, and the fact that if we had just done it later, because what's the who's the girl 
that's in that? Who is the like female? Because I know Olivia Hunt is in it. Oh, is it Cody Horn? No matter. The best part is Riley Keough is like a small part in oh, Magic yeah, Mike. Right. That was one of her first films. So weirdly, I'm going to listen. Joe Manginello is doing heavy lifting. Matthew McConaughey? What? Are you kidding? Iconic. Listen. Yeah, this is this is really we're in the McConaughey territory, right? Because Mud's in this category too. I didn't put it up for best punk rock picture, but he this is when he's really like zooming back into yeah, the yeah, picture yeah. for us. Um, okay, I think that's I think Ma- uh, Magic Mike is a good choice. Um, what do you want to talk about? What age is the worst out of this Oscars? Well, there are a couple of things. So the first one, which is the most egregious, is like Seth MacFarlane. And I encourage you. I'm sure that Indy will put a link in the show notes at the top of the show. Seth MacFarlane does a musical tribute because he is a obviously a gifted singer and he's a gift to songwriter as he's proven in many of his shows and uh, movies but he does a whole tribute called we saw your boobs great uh that's just about actresses who bared their breasts in movies that year <sighs> um and actress jane fonda stated she said if they want to stoop to that why not list all the penises we've seen all the ugly ones better yet remember that this is a telecast seen around the world watched by millions of people and families and that this is not appropriate or funny yeah, well, you just don't see a lot of penises. That's the problem with that, Jane Fonda. You know, that's the issue there. You did know. you see penises in movies? Well, we have more penis equity now. We didn't back then. We did not back then. That's true. Then Ben Affleck's What Did Not Age Well is his acceptance speech for Argo. Uh, he says, quote, I want to thank my wife, who I don't usually associate with Iran. That should have been our first line. I want to thank you for working on our marriage for 10 Christmases. It's good. It is work. So much work. Oh, but there's ben. no one I'd rather work with. <laughs> And uh, no surprise, they announced their divorce two years later. Um, he allegedly yeah. was already having an affair with the nanny at this time. So listen, let me let me just throw this crazy thing out. Jennifer Garner as a little bit of uh, a hard edge character, like I'm seeing him party down right now. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I really like her <gasps> party down. Look at that. She's really listen, good when she doesn't have to be like a mom or like big like yes day energy. I think yeah, she's yeah, really yeah. good. See, I think I'll be curious how she does in that HBO series based on that book that's coming out. Yeah, uh, this is where I leave you. No, I nope, call it that every time, movie, and that's not what it is. That's the a good last, movie too. The last thing I want to note is the honorary Oscar that year went to Jeffrey Katzenberg. Okay, and for those who don't know, Jeffrey Katzenberg, this film producer, media mogul, uh, literally worth billions of dollars, has done an enormous amount of things for charity, like given away almost all of their fortune. But the, also, this is twenty so context he gets an honorary oscar in 2018 at the end of that year he announces this new thing that he and the former ebay ceo are launching and that thing is called quibi 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 guys quibi a thing that lasted seven months (laughs) seven calendar months where reese witherspoon's husband lost all his money and that's why you see so many Draper James ads in your Instagram. Uh, of the initial $1.65 billion raised, they were only able to return $350 million of those dollars. Which I don't know if you know much about returns on investment, but that's not, that's not good. Also, fun fact about that ending is when Quibi, when he told them that it was ending and that he was laying off all the employees, which, by the way, was in October of 2020, October of the pandemic, no vaccines. That's where we are. He told them, hey, listen to the song Get Back Up Again from Trolls. That will inspire you. <laughs> That's a good song. But, uh, it is a good song. It is a good song. But I don't know that you tell people that you're laying off in the middle of a scary pandemic. Yeah. To you don't want to be talking about that song. song in relation to your severance package. You no. just don't want to do that. No, you do not. I like, do not. The thing I like about Jeffrey Katzenberg was, I think in Shrek 2, 
there's, I don't know if it's Lord Farquaad, but there's like an annoying prince character yeah. that he made like after Michael Eisner because he hated Michael Eisner so much because he fired him uh, from Disney. Yeah, that's right. I like a spiteful person like that. So oh, I, I, I respect yeah, that. Yeah, we are that. all about the petty here at the PMG. All about that spite. Uh, notable successes or snubs in these Oscars. Um, you know, uh, we kind of breeze by Django. I feel like Django's in that mix of Best Picture. I feel oh, like it sure. was a mess. In when I saw it, I was like, that was good, but it was kind of messy. Um, but I do think like uh, Christoph Waltz wins for supporting. I think Jamie Foxx is really good as Django. I think Leo is great as Calvin Candide. Like Leo yeah. is unbelievable. And I, I don't know this, but it felt like a professional courtesy to not submit him for supporting actor uh so christoph waltz could could win that you oh know? that probably so yeah and uh, even samuel jackson uh in Django, he's incredible he's really really good man you You're can right. tell uh, me you, you three th- nominees you think quinn would like another run at that movie like another run at that edit maybe maybe yeah. a little tighter a little neater yeah. maybe not yeah. some exploding body parts and blood and stuff like yeah. that um i thought tom hardy as bane obviously should have been uh, nominated for supporting <sighs> yes. actor man bane uh, people who are new to the show they don't realize how gosh in the first like Maybe six years of this podcast, I was obsessed with Bane. Listen, like we'll post an Instagram this week uh, a picture of you dressed as Bane. Remember when we went to Chattanooga and yeah. we filmed bits for live that. shows? I don't want you dressed as that. Bane and I dressed as President Trump. Yeah, I do. I do remember and that. Adele, I was also Adele. I was also Aaron Moon. I dressed up as Aaron Moon, and she was not prepared for it. That was the Kofefe era. I remember that. The Kofefe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Javier Bardem in Skyfall. I felt like he he deserved nom. Oh, I thought that's he was really true. good. Um, Michael Pena, Jake Gyllenhaal, and to watch. And to watch is a sick movie. It's a really good movie. You're Justice right. for Michael Pena. Yeah, that's one of those movies where you you. It just passes you by because it just yeah. feels like it doesn't no marketing have a, budget and it's small. That's but it's right. Good. And it doesn't have a hook really, yeah. but it's an excellent film. Yeah. Um, okay. Best chemistry uh, from this season of movies. I'm going to give you um, Jennifer Lawrence and everybody else except for Peta and the Hunger Games. Okay, that's number one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm going to go Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Lang's Playbook. I'm going to say. Christian Bale and Michael Caine in Dark Knight Rises. Which of those three do you like the most? I am going to pick just the heart picks what the heart wants, which is uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. I've always wished because they've been together in so many films because he keeps putting them together. I really want them to be a couple. And and they're not. He has a baby with another person. She has a baby with another person. (laughs) So I don't want the breakup there. Although he's, you know, he's not with her anymore. So I I thought they were getting back together. I don't know. You know what I would like, though? I would like a Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone alliance where it's like professionally we work together a lot because i think they bring out something in each other and i you know i bet there is a part of margot robbie that's like i'm so glad emma stone couldn't play barbie yeah like that (laughs) worked out uh best comedy of this year this is a pretty good crop okay okay uh i've got uh the watch project x this is 40 um those are fine but the real four nominees to me pitch perfect ted the campaign 21 jump street God, listen, Justice for 21 Jump Street. That movie is so good. good. That movie is so good. And I feel like people sleep on it because they are just like, oh, it's a remake. It's a, listen, it's better than anything that the show ever could have been. Oh, a hundred, like 21 and 22 Jump Street are incredible movies. And the fact that I saw 21 Jump Street and I didn't know about the cameo. And then when the cameo happened, (laughs) I was, I was like fist pumping the air in the theater. I was so excited. 
when Channing Tatum takes drugs and just writes like sevens on the board for an half hour and he says, F you math, like that's my favorite moment. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com, code POP. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, let's do uh, 20 years ago, Jamie, the 75th Oscars. Okay, so this is this happened in tw- 2003. It's a reflection of 2002 movies. Uh, 2002, let me take you back. This is the year of iconic music and iconic TV. You're not ready when I refresh your memory. Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. God, like- That was many? our wedding song. That's what God, we danced to. of course to. it was. Debut album from who? Avril Lavigne. What? Uh, Nellyville? Nellyville? That's one of the best albums. There are Chick-fil-A moms right now listening. They're like, I still say hot and her. (laughs) Right? Uh, We get singles like, music singles like Your Body is a Wonderland and Mm -hmm. A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Wow. Those are songs that we imprinted on our heart. And then the best uh, album that came out that year, I would argue, Justin Timberlake's Justified because we get Crimea River. Yeah. What what an iconic. And then TV. Guess what? Guess what debuted in 2002 on television? American Idol. The Bachelor, Dr. Phil, The Wire. The Wire, a, a show we deeply love here at the PMG, which never won an Emmy, not even one. That's incredible. That's incredible. And then, of course, the most important thing that happened in 2002, the most iconic episode of MTV Cribs ever, Mariah Carey. <laughs> God. God, just watch. I watched it today. 
Like I was still working on some stuff and I was like, I'm going to watch that episode of Cribs. It's on YouTube. You can watch I love it. Cribs. I wish they'd bring it back. I still think about the punked episode where Ashton Kutcher gets Justin Timberlake yes. and Justin Timberlake is crying because he thinks he's lost his dogs. Yeah. And I just, I think about that a lot too. I think Listen, about a lot of things a lot. Also, also should that be the title? But I think, I think about, about a lot of things, things a lot. lot. That's Enneagram 5 for you. <laughs> That's a quote. Also, fun fact, uh, this is the year, 2002 is the year that the very first cell phone to have a built-in camera comes Whoa. out. Whoa. The Sanyo SCP-5300. Whoa, I can't even understand. Like, what what was I using? I think I had a, like a flip flip phone, like Motorola. Oh, no, you know what you had because Nelly uses it in the video with Callie Rowland when they do Dilemma, and it's a Nokia, like uh, where it has like the the text is also an Excel spreadsheet. Is that when she texts via Excel sheet? Because I'll never forget that. <laughs> wow, right. wow. Anyway, anyway, so this year the Oscars were hosted by Steve Martin. Thirty-three million people watched. This is the year in terms of films. You're talking Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Spider-Man, Men in Black 2, Signs, Ice Age, Minority Report, My Big Fat mm-hmm. Greek Wedding, which we have a cinema side piece on uh, that you can listen to on Patreon. But what did win this year? So six awards went to Chicago. It was the year of Chicago, the musical that had been made into a film. Three awards went to The Pianist, which we will get to. <laughs> okay. And two awards went to Frida and The Lord of the Rings, colon, the Two Towers, what I would argue is the best of the Lord of the Rings films. Okay. Having yeah. rewatched them all at Christmas. I think they're all, I think all three of them are great, but I'm the Two Towers. I love a middle yeah. and a clear sequel. Like I love Empire Strikes Back. I just love a middle. But best picture was Chicago. Best director, hmm. Roman Polanski. It uh, is tough. It, we'll get to that in the What Did Not Age Well. Best actor, Adrian Bo- Brody. Also get to What Did Not Age Well. Yeah. Uh, best actress was Nicole Kidman for The Hours. Best supporting actor was Chris Cooper for Adaptation. And then best supporting actress was Catherine Zeta-Jones for Chicago. And then best original sp- screenplay went to talk to her, Pedro Almodovar. And yeah. then best adapted screenplay, again, The Pianist. What a complicated, this is, guys, truly, when I looked up this Oscars, because I just do a quick Google of like, what were people writing about at the time? Literally, uh, Variety, no, Vanity Fair has a whole article of the most controversial Oscars in history, and it's this one. Like, it's this Oscars. Yeah, it's this Oscars. Well, you know, and I think a lot of it is you can really tell primitive nature of the internet and of and not even social media, just like gathering places. Yeah. Because I think this is, you can sense that in some of these nominations, Hollywood is kind of up its own butt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, maybe you could argue too much, the internet and social media can really inform and influence what is nominated and what's put forth. Uh, here, you can tell there's no no consideration for like the average person or any kind of fan community because these are some, these are some, you know, and I, I, I want to be careful because they're not for me. So I don't want to be like, because they're not for me, they suck. But they do seem very, very much like up the, um, up the prestige butt of filmmaking. You well, know? just for context for that point, these five, because this was back when we only had five best picture nominees. Right. Of these five, their box of their box office draw combined was 486 million. Holy Guess what? Cow. Guess what? 66% of that came from one of the films. Yeah. So that shows you when you think, oh yeah, everybody's seen Chicago. No, nobody went to see Chicago in the theater. Right. It did not it, it, it did not break a hundred million at the time. Yeah. For contacts. And again, as a reminder, there were no Netflix was DVDs to your house. That's how I watched The Wire. 
That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So people weren't staying home and being like, let's watch movies at home like they are now. You were going to the movies and people did not go see these other movies that were nominated. That was uh, that was the golden age of I worked at a sporting store and I would um, uh, I'd go to my office and I'd be like, I, time to play sport. You know, you got to order like shirts and uniforms for printing or whatever or gloves or whatever. And I would be like, a lot of orders today, guys. I'll be in my office for a little bit. And uh, I'd crank out like two episodes of The Wire, you know. Yeah, you would. Yeah, while you would. I ordered, so I was still working, but I was just, you know, distracted a little bit. And that was it was just a good time to be alive. Um, you mentioned uh, Best Picture. I didn't see Chicago. That's not a movie for me. So I, I will defer to you if you're, if you're like, that's the, actually the Best Picture. Of these choices, no. I do think Lord of the Rings, but I bet you're going to reveal to me some movies where I'll go, oh, no, yeah, you're right. That should have won Best Picture as well. I do think Chicago should have been nominated because the degree of difficulty was uh, high. All the players did a good job. I think, listen, I always say the person who's been treated the worst by Hollywood is Renee Zellweger. Because if you look at that IMDb, this woman is in great films. Yeah, she's kind of incredible. If you look at Bridget Jones, if you like Cold Mountain, Jerry Maguire, Chicago, and not just like the same roles, like she's playing lots of different she's characters. She's playing lots of different characters. And she's like, what? You need me to have an accent and be 30 pounds overweight? Got it. You Can we give to- her a Marvel role and just let her like chill for a minute? I feel like she's earned that, you know? Listen, if she had, I bet if she was 15 years older, she would have been the Michelle Pfeiffer role in Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I would argue um, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Lord of the Rings, but if we, if we had to choose from what we're given here, um, as much as I wanted to like Kings of New York, and there are aspects I really like, that's honestly one of my favorite uh, D.D. Lewis performances as Bill oh, the Butcher. Yeah, that's fair. It is a mess of a movie, and it it, it is uh, the fatal flaw is Cameron Diaz in that movie, and it cannot oh. overcome Cameron Diaz. It's miscast. Completely. No, because it's she's like a uh, she's like if there was like a you know if your TV has a mess up on the screen the physical yeah. screen and you can't just not see it and you're like we can we can work through it we just ignore it just ignore that black yeah. mark you can't you can't you have to buy a new TV that was what Cameron Diaz is in that movie. It would be like if in season four of Succession coming out here in a couple of weeks one of the property brothers was like just a member of the family all of a sudden you'd be like wait hold on what's going on you couldn't not think about it and talk about how weird it is that a property brother a property also, potato is in this tv show that's now, right you know? also by the way the, the the interesting thing about these five films is that these five films three of them are produced by uh the weinstein company Ooh, kind of stuff a little sneak peek at the what doesn't age well <laughs> yeah um uh best director Honestly, you can pick any of those. Just don't pick Rum Plansky. I'll, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take any of them. Just don't pick the guy it, who tried to have sex with little children. You know? Do you think it's weird that Peter Jackson was not nominated for Best Director? I think it's a little weird, to be honest with you. I think it's weird when uh, – I don't think it always has to happen that Best Picture has to get a Best Director. It's not like the Twin Tower or the Two Towers is uh, um, like a bottle episode, you know? It's right. kind of an undertaking, too, and it's really impressive what yeah. he did. So I think that's strange. Um, best Actor <sighs> – Anybody, I would pick anybody on this list. Well, yeah. no, other I would, than Adrian Burt. Bur- Adrian Burt is the last choice. I honestly have never seen The Quiet American. I don't know what it is. That could be a fake movie. Um, Michael Caine. <laughs> it's Michael Caine. It. We can yeah, give him an Oscar. He's cool. The cool thing about Michael Caine is if uh, if you say my cocaine, you're saying Michael Caine like a British person says Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine. It's just easy okay. to think about like that. Got it. So got I love it. That. Like it like so Jack Nicholson or, or Dee Lewis, uh, you could talk me into that. Best Actress, this is where the real crime was committed. It, because it is. Nicole Kidman is not Best Actress. That, my friend, goes to Diane Lane from Unfaithful. <laughs> 
because she is doing some heavy work in this movie. Listen, she is, I think Diane Lane is really good and unfaithful because she has to play a very complex, yeah. but, but I would argue a very accurate representation of a real woman. Yeah. And, but even that, I would still put Diane Lane and Salma Hayek above Nicole Kidman. You know why she got it? Because of that dumb prosthetic nose. They were like, look at yeah. Nicole Kidman looking, quote, ugly. Look, How- look at her. She she became a fugly for this role. We got to reward way, her. By the way, look at pictures from uh, Nicole Kidman from 2002. She looks exactly the same now. And I don't mean that as a compliment. No, it's weird. It is no, weird. It's not- Keanu Reeves kind of does. But like uh, this... The the degree to which Nicole Kidman looks the same doesn't even look like she's enhanced. It just looks like she's literally the same person. Like you know? she was frozen, like Walt Disney, and they're just like we put her away at night, and then we just bring her out. To That's exactly stuff. right. Yeah, I don't see. I don't remember the hours, and I don't remember Frida. But what I would ask you, Jamie, yes. is do two super hot male characters commit murder against one against one another with a snow globe because of Diane Lane's performance in Unfaithful? Oh, that's uh, true. I don't think that happens in those other movies. That's no, why Diane Lane wins. Yeah, yeah. Diane no, Lane wins. That's fair. Connie, going justice away. for Connie. I just, I like any movie where they get away with it with a snow globe murder and a landfill <laughs> dumping for a hot European guy and Olivier Martinez, or I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hot performance. He's that's very a hot. That's stairwell. What? I've not watched that isolated. I've not. No. I, it's fascinating to be like, uh, I'm disgusted by this apartment hallway sex scene, yeah. but I also understand because these are two just very hot people. And I guess that's what very hot they people just do. You just got to get to it. I get I don't it. Know. I, get I wouldn't it. know, but I guess this is how they do it. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I don't think I had anything else. Animated, I had Ice Age as the best animated movie. I don't love Ice Age, but I think it's a good. That had the belt that year, you know, I think yes, pretty pretty fair. convincingly. Um, all punk rock, best picture category. Um, this is a pretty good category. This is some pretty good okay, movies. Okay, let's go. Um, Eight Mile, duh, obviously. <gasps> Hello. So good. Unfaithful. Catch Me If You Can. Panic Room. <sighs> Road to Perdition. 25th Hour. John Q. Signs. Minority Report. Spider-Man. And freaking City of God, which honestly should have been a Best Picture nominee to me. Um, but any of those. I like that list better than the formally nominated list yes. of those movies. Is there anyone that jumps out to you? God, it might be Minority Report. That's I a good love, movie. I love those freaky twins. The precogs. Yeah. Listen, I love them. I love... I think it's Tom Cruise doing his cruisiest he is, you know, like he's just leaning all the way in. And I love the concept of that film because listen, guys, that film was made in 2000. Well, it was made in 2001. And now that's literally our lives in many ways. Like you look, you turn on the internet and the ads you're seeing are different than the ads I'm seeing because it's presenting to me ads. It knows I want to see. That's right. There's so many pieces of that that I think, was so ahead of its time when so and Colin many Farrell, of, baby Colin Farrell, God, is just in tiny there doing stuff. Little, oh, I love him. I love that. That actually is a fantastic. Signs, Signs is a great film. Signs is one of those movies where when you're young and dumb, you're like, this is a serious, important movie. <laughs> and then when you grow up a little bit, you're like, oh yeah, that's a fun movie. That's not very smart though. Like it's kind of a dumb movie, but right. you're like, oh no, the glasses of water. See, I haven't watched away, Signs Meryl. again since I watched it in the theater. So I bet if I went back and watched, no, it, leave I'd it be there. Like, that's oh. where you need to leave it. Leave it okay. there and yeah, don't go back to it. That's right. But Twenty Fifth Hour. That's a uh, that's a good movie too you know like that's spike lee uh so yeah uh what age the worst uh of all the things that age poorly in this oscars let me just do a quick just quick let me just run through it so obviously we mentioned roman polanski won best director for the pianist a movie you did not see i promise you you did not see it you think you saw it because you're thinking of the piano you're yeah. not thinking of the pianist not you saw one. the piano which you did not see the pianist uh he as a reminder guys he wasn't accused of having sex with a child he was convicted of having sex with a child and then when it was time for sentencing he fled to france and france still has him like 
right? So it's kind of complicated for so Francine and America. So when all y'all are like, oh my God, I ride hard for Paris. Do you? Because they have, <laughs> uh, they have a, they're keeping a sex predator. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and the irony of all of this is, is that he just got to keep, keep making films. Yeah. Just, it, but they just were like, now you got to go to Paris to do it. Adrian Brody, like, looked at the contract. And I bet you to this day, Adrian Brody goes, oh no, I'm glad I did it. He won an Oscar. Adrian Brody's not talented. Not really. Not not really. Not that level of talent. No, I think he is a very good, like, not even C-list. I feel like he's good in small parts. Yes. Um, but this, it's the same Woody Allen effect, you know, of people worked with these, with Polanski and Woody Allen for a long time because there's no blowback. Yeah. But then once there became a little bit of blowback, now it became a little difficult to work with those people, rightly as it should be. Right. And so he wins the award. He can't accept it because he cannot come to the U.S. and accept the award. Now, the Academy has now expelled him. They did not take back that Oscar, though. They let wow. him keep that Oscar. Yeah. It is so, so dumb. You know what then, he should have done? He should have slapped somebody in the face God, during like, right? an award, and then it had been chill. Listen, Adrian Brody, he wins for Best Actor. And in it, he was given that award by Halle Berry because she won the year before yeah. for... Uh, God, what's that movie? Monsters the- Balls. It's not Mom- Monsters Balls, but I call it Monsters Balls. <laughs> That's right, with Billy Bob Thornton. That's what it feels like when I see Billy Bob Thornton having sex with Halle Berry. So, like, when she gives, him, she announces his name, he comes on stage, he grabs her, he sends her back, and he <laughs> full-on French kisses her. And she said later in an interview, she was like, listen, the whole time, I was just thinking, what the F is happening? Wow. And the, I had no idea he was going to do that. And she was like... And I was so upset. But I, she goes, but you're on camera and you can't ruin this moment for sure. him. And so I was like, but she goes, listen, I started yelling as soon as I got off stage. I started yelling wow. like, what just happened? And then he, when asked about it years later, he said, you know, I don't regret it at all. There was a lot of love in that room, real love and recognition. It was a good moment and I took it. Yeah, I think anybody anywhere at any point who says there's a lot of love in the room as rationale for their decision making, I don't think you can trust it, Jamie. I Especially just when you've made a movie with a uh, child sex predator, that's fine. Yep. Listen, I also will if you watch the clip, Andy will include the clip. You can watch the clip of him getting the award. When they do cutaways to the audience, there are two distinct reactions. <laughs> it's either male fist pumping the air oh. and women looking at it, other women going, "What?" Wow. What, what is happening? Um, so in terms of notable successes or snubs uh, in other categories, um, again, I just want to highlight there was a movie called The Pianist, and it's not The Penis. It's The Pianist, and it right. like did well, and like a lot of people talked about it. Like yeah. That's kind of a joke, it feels like. Um, Anna Ferris and The Hot Chick. She's really good in The Hot Chick. <laughs> She's so good. I like that they designed a movie, and they were like, we have Rachel McAdams and Anna Ferris. Let's really marginalize Rachel McAdams and make her imitate Rob Schneider. And then let's highlight Anna Ferris and like really make her act opposite Rob Schneider. Is Anna Ferris good? Is she a good actress? She's electric in the hot chick. I know yeah. that. Well, there electric you go. in the hot chick. Uh, Leo in Catch Me If You Can. Uh, so I think good. that probably comes apart because there's uh, at the beginning he's supposed to act like a 13 year old, and at this point he's like 28. So it's just it's uncomfortable. It's a little That's tough. That's true. That's fair. Doesn't quite uh, attract. Uh, and then I would say this might be spicy, but I would say Eminem. For best actor in Eight Mile, and I would say Eight Mile for best picture. If we go ten, if we go ten pictures deep, Eight Mile's got to be in that list. It's oh, I think be. so. I mean, like that was just a it, it's a fantastic film, and he weirdly is really good. Now, does he have? Is it a degree of difficulty that's hard? No, he's playing himself. He's literally yeah, he's doing an imitation of himself. So I think it's it's, it's equalized, right? Because is he's it? acting, he's playing himself, <laughs> but he is acting. 
Right. So that's interesting. And uh, he's performing um, I, and he's pl- but he's playing like a weaker version of himself. So I think all things considered, I think it's a really great performance. And I love that. I might, I might be biased about that. I'm not even an Eminem fan. I just love that movie. Yeah. Best chemistry this year. Okay. okay. There's a sneaky winner in here and I want to see if you'll highlight it. Eminem and Brittany Murphy, Diane Lane and Olivier Martinez. Oh, yes. It's tough to beat. Reese Witherspoon and Home Depot McConaughey in Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Um, Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock in Murder by the Numbers. Ah, it's Ryan Gosling and uh, Sandra Bullock. They you, ended up together. That's you're how freaking right it is. That's like I love that movie. It's a bad movie, movie, but I love that. That movie is bad. It is for sure bad. She looks ridiculous in it. So does yeah. he. Like they yeah. don't look good. Makes no up, sense whatsoever. But they ended up a couple out of that movie, and I secretly kind of always hoped that they would stay together. But like, because yeah. that was pre Rachel McAdams, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. This was like post-Titans, Ryan Gosling, yeah. uh, pre-Notebook, where we don't know what he is. So he kind of plays an a-hole in this, and it's kind of weird. But he was Sandra a serial Bullock, killer, right? Yeah, well, not, ser- like, well, not uh, serial killer. In training. In training. Yeah, in training. Yeah, yeah, they want to. But uh, uh, what's his, What's the dude's name? Eats like pate like, uh, or something and throws it up, and like that solves the murder. <sighs> it's a wild movie, man. It really is. Yeah. Uh, best comedy out of this year. Uh, we have some decent choices. We have... Punch Drunk Love, which is barely a comedy, but I will count it. Okay. Uh, Made in Manhattan. It's barely a comedy because oh, no. it's just not very funny, but no. it is a comedy. Orange County. My Big Fat oh. Greek Wedding. Mr. Yeah. Deeds. I know you are not a fan of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but right. that just, is the best it, comedy commercially and critically of that year. It is a story that is half told, self-pleasuring itself to uh, stereotypes and family, but sure. Okay, I'll you know what? You know what? I can tell you this. I will tell you this. A movie that has grown on me since it came out in 2002 that I think is actually much funnier than I gave it credit for at the time, and that is Two Weeks Notice. Oh, uh, okay. Grant. I don't think I've ever thought about that again, but I'll, I, I believe no, that. No, why would you? There's no reason you would think about it again. But if we're not thinking about Orange County again, we're not no, thinking about Orange No, I feel like County. so many people talk about Orange County. I just did not like that movie. I'm just no. allergic mostly to Jack Black comedy movies for the most part, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, that is Oscars 51020. Um, if you thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Narshamy.com slash 495. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, I'm going to red light spring. Hear me out. Hear me out. Look, I, I know that some of you are not even experiencing spring yet. Yet, Here's how you can know. If you have an amazing summer where you live, you're not in spring yet. Okay? Right. Right? But for those of us who are in spring, God, it's it's the giddiness. It's the, we're so excited. You're looking out. You're hearing. You're seeing all the sights of spring. You're so pumped about having to, you know, like, you don't have to even wear a jacket, but then you do. That's the complicated thing. Spring in the Deep South, it's, the Deep South is the best place to live for exactly nine days. Yeah. Right? And then it's going to go south. But let me tell you why I don't like spring. Look, pollen, birds. Birds are rats of the air, and now mm. they're making right now new rats of the air. <sighs> like, I'm not into that. I got adult onset allergies in my 40s. Fun. Um, and I am not cool with it. Zizel costs a fortune. It does. Uh, it does. People think you have, uh, people don't believe you when your eyes are red that you don't have a drug problem. I know yeah. that firsthand because my friends keep being like, do you have a drug problem? I'm like, no, it's a stupid pollen. Yeah. Question. Hypothetically, if you tell us stories about, this isn't you, but just if somebody did, uh, doing mushrooms on the weekend and like not knowing the doses, <laughs> it's not you. It's not you, Jamie. <laughs> Guys, it's somebody else. It's a different person on podcast. I'm just saying, listen, just watch out for them cordyceps. It might sneak in there and then... <laughs> 
maybe why would you take something that is the villain of a prestige hbo show and be like this is chill i'll be cool (laughs) listen the guy you're dating might like it but nobody (laughs) else will they'll be very concerned for your health anyway um the weather in spring i think is spring weather is uh mother nature's personality disorder yeah because listen you gotta have every type of clothing do you have a jacket do you have a poncho do you have a cardigan do you have short sleeves do you have long sleeves do you have flats booties sandals do you have hunter rain boots no you don't have any? You got to have them. You need Crocs, too. too you got to wear so much. Guys, I cannot wear that much rubber. I just need you to know that. It's I cannot much. wear that much rubber. And then, of course, my tornado bag has to be packed every yeah. day. Uh, I had women damage done in my fence last week. The only damage that had been done in my fence so far had been me in my car. Also, and again, just as a reminder, when you come for me and talk about your Oklahoma tornadoes, yeah. as a reminder, the state with the most tornadoes is Texas, and then it's Alabama. Yeah, so no, for the audio, Jamie's weirdly vain about how tornadoed up uh, Alabama gets. So just be prepared. There's a lot of people die here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mississippi has a lot of tornadoes, too. It, it, Oklahoma's not even in the top 10 anymore. Sure. So stop, stop, stop with your Oklahoma. You don't, you don't have trees. I don't know what you're doing in Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's smart. I think that's Okay, good. what's your red light? My red light is, uh, I was going to do train derailments because those are tough, but it feels like we're not done oh, on train derailments. So we'll, no. we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back okay. to it. Uh, it's just, you know, everybody's derailing and I like to take train rides so, to write, but you know, that feels well, like not and a good we're, I'm right very now. hopeful that one day we will have high speed trains all over the country and it yeah. does not look like that Mayor Pete's going to be able to make that happen. You know, I don't, I'm not a train guy, but if we can't master low speed trains, I don't know yeah. that high speed's going to work. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to, instead I'm going to do uh, Selective Outrage by Chris Rock, the comedy special on Netflix that he released this weekend. Okay. Okay. I was not a fan of this. No, I wasn't um, either. I okay, wasn't okay. either. See, uh, to me, I had a high expectation. A, it's Chris Rock. B, this is motivated by and clarified by getting slapped in the face at the Oscars last year. So I right. thought. A year later, perfect timing. This is so smart. Yes. And I thought, this is Chris Rock, so he's great, but maybe he's he's been flagging with his motivation. Well, this is going to give him the eye of the tiger. He's going to have renewed focus and energy, and it's just going to be precise and incredible. And instead, we get like, you know, everyone's too triggered. Why do we need pronouns? Meghan Markle sucks. And it just feels like on a comedy level – it's just like tired. And I've heard this 52 times before. Like I, I, I marked down in my notes at the three minute, 55 second mark, we got the first in the old days, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we and did. if you're a comedian doing the in the old days, it's like, I just don't know that I want to listen to what you're saying. He talked about the Capitol riots, which is 14 months later. That's it, been a while. It's been, you know, it's 14 months later. And speaking of 14 months later, I don't know if you know this, Jamie, uh, we're coming up on our year anniversary of performing at the Patio Theater in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. And then still having not paid us in full. That's that, right. And that's the Patio Theater in Chicago, Illinois. You're so close, not Patio Theater. You're so close to having paid us off. Well, you You're get so over the hump. Close. We believe in you. We believe that you can do it. I will say about the Chris Rock, I, I thought it was so weird that, and now it all makes sense. Why do you do this live show that's so, like, it's such a big deal for Netflix. Yeah. They don't do a lot of live events. Why do you do it in Baltimore? Oh, you do it in Baltimore because that's where Chada Pinkett is from. That's where she's beloved. You don't have any, you don't have any connection to Baltimore at all. Like zero connection. This is a man who went on a date with Jada Pinkett many years ago. And then she said publicly what a sucky date he was. And that's a man who has never let it go. Like 
ever. I bet if we talked to Chris Rock's ex-wife, she'd be like, that's my boo. He doesn't let anything go. <laughs> he doesn't let anything go. And, and listen, if you want to watch a great Chris Rock special, watch Bring the Pain. That's a fantastic yeah. special. But I think it's time. He Listen, and Dave Chappelle, they performed here. Dave Chappelle was high the whole time and not in sure. a fun way. Like sure. in a way that it was like, I don't, I'm sorry, I can't entertain you. Yeah. And I got to go. I just think that elder... And really, it was, I don't know if you watched the pre and the post show. No, I did not. But all those people that came out of the post show, yeah, y'all got to go too. You too old too. (sighs) And like, I get that there's different sensibilities and I'm not going to love all of them. And that's okay. And even, you know, some of the stuff that's like cultural critique, I'm okay with that. But be clever about it. This This isn't clever. This is tired and old. And I think I just expected, it's not that this was like the worst thing I'd ever watched, but it was just like, meh. Just a well, big because there, and the problem now is there's so many comedians. Listen, this week, what a gift Hassan Minhaj has been on the Daily Show. Please give <laughs> him the gig. He's so good at it. Listen, when he made Giannis talk trash to KD, and then got pissed as soon as Giannis walked it back and was like, "KD, you're great. I love you. You're so." T-. And he's like, "No, stop, stop. Don't do it." It was funny. It was very. <laughs> it funny. was so good. And so there's just too many comedians doing culture commentary so much better. Yeah. That this feels tired and it feels like I'm hurt and I'm mad. And listen, do I think you should have gotten slapped? No, I don't think you should have gotten slapped at the Oscars. But also like this is you holding on to some grief about something. I'd be fine. Again, vindictive, spiteful. I love those things. Just let them make something good. You you held those things and then you made something meh and mediocre. That's a double loss. You know, like what are you doing, man? It was really disappointing. Really disappointing. Yeah, it was a bummer. Uh, okay, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week. So I did a book matchmaking event last month with a local indie bookstore, The Little Professor, and readers submitted books they loved, tropes they hate, and what they're looking for in a recommendation. And one reader said she wanted filmmaker Nora Ephron in a book form. For those who don't know, Nora Ephron made any almost all the movies that Meg Ryan has been in, except the one with Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like went into my little Goodreads, that I, my private, of where I've kept all my list of all the books, and I was like... <gasps> I've got the perfect one. I've got a book that's You've Got Mail with Zombies. And I recommended it. And then several people DM'd me that were at the event and were like, hey, I just read this book. This was so good. And I was like, well, I wonder why I've never greenlit it. So it is called The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. This is really You've Got Mail with Zombies. And so it is part fantasy and part romance. So if those are not your genres, you probably won't like this. But it's about a guy named Hart Ralston. That's the heart and mercy. Hart. He is a demigod. And he's a marshal in an old west kind of uh, town called uh, Tenria. And he's really lonely. And he has to take zombies' bodies to the Undertaker, which is run by a woman named Mercy Birdsall. And they hate each other. They hate each other. And so he starts writing letters because he's just going through a season of loneliness. And he writes these letters. And then they magically, literally magically, are sent by these anthropomorphic messenger animals to Mercy that she gets them, even though they're not written to her. And there's some open door scenes, uh, which if you're using cordyceps might be more enjoyable. I don't know. Live your life. But it is such a fun book. So it's a fun springy read if you're just trying to survive the pollen. So that's my green light. Um, My green light, I've got uh, got a personal green light um, and then a regular one. And the personal one is, so at the beginning of 2023, um, I revamped my sectional healing newsletter and I renamed it to yes. And, and I did this because I wanted to change the vibe of it. And I wanted it to be about my favorite things on the internet, uh, curation, 
and weirdly specific essays. So uh, we've done that. Uh, this week is the 10th edition of that. So if you like newsletters, weird writing, if you like people curating stuff, uh, you want to check that out on com. It's great. Every edition, it's, it, it comes out every Tuesday, and it's not just my recommendations, but I also get uh, Ashley and Jason waterfalls to give theirs. So you're getting a cross-section of very different sensibilities. So it's different products on Amazon, um, different obsessions that Jason has with like traffic or F1 um, stuff. Ashley and I bought an uh, earwax remover. Uh, for our youngest on Amazon, oh. and people are absolutely loving because it, it has a camera, so you can see inside your weird no. ear. It's fascinating. Um, but so uh, this week's uh, is free to everybody, and I'm writing an essay uh, about. Well, it, uh, I'm writing an essay about this guy named Casimir Pulaski, who Illinois celebrates once a year on March 6th, the day we're recording this. Um, so I've got an essay about that. If you uh, are interested in reading about weird historical figures, um, but just check that out on Explore.com. The uh, the regular green light is Creed three. So good. I saw Creed three. Yeah, we'll call it we'll call it a mutual green light because I saw it uh, Sunday with my son. And uh, this is the third movie in the Adonis Creed, Michael B. Jordan trilogy, starring Michael B. Jordan, starring Tessa Thompson, starring Jonathan Majors. And this is one of those um, weird unicorn situations where you get multiple prestige actors in a not a it's not that it's not a prestige movie, but it's more like an action sports movie. Right. Yeah, right. So it, it's a little bit like, um, you know, if you're in school, like packing your lunch. But instead of just like a peanut butter sandwich, you pack like a couple filet mignons. And that's what this is yes. because you'll just have like a random scene with Tessa Thompson or a random scene with Tessa Thompson and Jonathan Majors. And you're like, what, what's happening here? These are incredible actors working with like, you know, Rocky material, but it's still the Creed story. And it is just Michael B. Jordan is incredible. Jonathan Majors. I like him in this because um, he's so subtle. And I think his, his Kang the Conqueror, Kong the Canker, the subtlety is not rewarded with right. that character or with Marvel in general. But in a movie like this. You can see such small little choices that animate a character that honestly we don't get to spend a ton of time with, but he makes the performance so vivid and so lifelike. And Tessa Thompson, again, she's she's not given a ton to do just because this is the third of a trilogy, but she's still every single moment she's on a screen. She is absolutely electric. But I love the movie, love the performance. It's Michael B. Jordan's directing debut. And he knocks it out of the park, man. Listen, and you can really see, for those who don't know, Michael B. Jordan really loves anime and has loved anime his whole life. And you can actually see that influence yep. in the way that he directed this film. And it was a, a beautiful addition. It, it was a great way to film a sports film. Like yeah. the way that he had quick cuts and a lot of like flashiness. It was and really it's like good. how many times, how many different ways can you shoot a boxing scene? Right. Well, he, you can tell he uses the influence in certain uh, montages or, or set pieces, and it is, it is absolutely electric. So I highly recommend everybody. If you haven't watched the first two, catch up on those and then go watch this in the theater. It's worth the theater experience. Highly recommend. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link. I didn't purchase using that link this week was. Jamie, you mentioned... Uh, adult onset allergies this is Amazon branded antihistamine not only is this Amazon branded antihistamine this is a Zizel dupe this is a Zizel dupe guys this, right. I think I bought this with our link I think this is me <laughs> um, so uh, this is beloved it has very high reviews it has 4.8 stars with thousands of reviews um, and now for a segment I call good question wrong place to ask it <laughs> Uh, and so two questions on this product are one, I ordered this August 10th and still have not received it. I'm out of it and need it now. Can you help me? This is not the place. They cannot help no. you. 
No, no, they cannot. The other question, why is it Amazon can never deliver on the day promise? Always two to three days late. I'd be better off going to a regular store. Yeah, you would. You would actually. This is not the place. For- <laughs> I don't understand it. Okay, guys. Um, all right. Don't forget that you can sign up for our newsletter, Note for the Audio, and Knox's newsletter. Yes, and <laughs> you can go to the link in our show notes. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.